welcoming you to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is in the studio, ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota. Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Joan Hogan. Good to have you here. And with us today, just coming in the door, is hey. Chuck McCauley. His ears should be burning, because before we you, we uh, started the program, Bob and I were waiting for you and Dr. Holm, and we were talking about what a fine physical therapist Chuck McCauley well, is. thank you. Thank I you. thought you were going to say, he twisted and shouted. <laughs> Because I maybe <laughs> he twists he and twists. they shout. <laughs> they, they, oh yeah, that's good. Bob. I like that, Rick. They don't he call it pain and, and torture for nothing. So. No, no, he does. He does a fine job. <laughs> well, Rick, you invited Chuck, so you had something you wanted to discuss. I'll bet. Or you just wanted to see his happy face. Well, um, Chuck was at our house last night picking up a book, so that was a pleasure to, to that he's giving a book away and he came by to pick up a book and then we started talking about the interviews that he's done through the years for our TV show and he he says yep uh, it's a good idea to be active and then you know should get outside and be active and and then the next time I was on I said should we get get outside and be active <laughs> and the next time I was on I said get outside get be active <laughs> <laughs> kind of a broken record there, yeah. huh, but, um, but good advice. How important it is. Yes. Keep moving. And the thing is, we can find little things. You know, we don't have to get out and run a race. We don't have to run a marathon. But, you know, getting up out of the chair, standing in the kitchen, raising up on those tippy toes up and down a few times. Uh, my father's 86. His assignment is to go up and down his steps once a day to build up his leg strength. So there's opportunity out there. And right now, today, it is a beautiful day here in Brookings. And uh, Time for a walk. Time for a walk. Time Definitely. For a walk. Get outside and walk. And if you don't feel secure, you know at one point or another you did have a cane. That might help. If you really are unsure of your walking, don't be embarrassed walking with the cane. It just gets you showing that you're willing to be out there and doing it. Right? You know, actually, the, uh, I have encouraged people of all ages to have walking sticks to use them. And, uh, you know, it really does improve balance. And it does not say that you're uh, invalid or that you're disabled in any way. Um, but they really do yeah, help. Absolutely. And the technology is so good with the 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 sticks um one of our greatest uh distance runners in our country scott jurek if he's out on the trails he when he set his record run on the appalachian trail he had his sticks out oh really you know especially some of those tougher areas so um you can get a high quality walking stick that's light easy on your body and uh be just like Scott, just like the top runners in the country. Yes, and you know the advantage really is that it tells you where you are in time and space. It really isn't so much, oh, I've got to have support. It's just a third place to touch. People are walking around in their apartment and they have balance problems. They'll touch the table, they'll touch the wall, they'll touch the dresser. Uh, they'll put, you know, the and so they're touching things yeah. to have another sense of where they are in the world and um, that's what the cane yeah. does we call that furniture walking is that what we yeah call it? um and <laughs> you know the human body is pretty amazing because you know if you if you find yourself doing that you know it's telling you something 
Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, maybe I need to work on some balance. So maybe I should stand in the kitchen and hold on to that kitchen counter and practice standing on one leg, maybe 10, 15 seconds, and then try the other leg. And, you know, that's a great way to work on balance. Balance is moving. You know, I like the other, uh, the heel to toe, heel to toe, balance walking down a line. Mm -hmm. You know, you take your linoleum line and you you just kind of heel to toe and walk that. It's an interesting thing. When we had 70 years of age and older groups, 100 people that were in our educational group, half of them we put on to balancing, hopping, strengthening, and walking exercises. And the hopping really to strengthen the bones and the balance to improve balance. And the balance things that we suggested was, in, you know, like you say, um, maybe holding onto the stove and standing on one leg or the other, maybe even not holding on, but you have, you can, you can use the stove as long as it's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. To, as your balance, you know, uh, if you lose your balance. But uh, the idea of uh, walking a straight line, and that was the thing they said they really noticed the most. When they worked on balance, it got better. It was a challenge, wasn't it? It was. So the way the human body learns is by challenging. I, and whether it's a physical challenge or, you know, maybe you got to, you know, work on that math. That I got my 12-year-old to focus on, you know. <laughs> um, a challenge teaches you. Um, and, you know, I think it's really important as you reference that study that we need to let everyone know, even if you're in your 90s, muscle can improve. There's yes. study upon study that shows and proves that you will get stronger if you work at it. So now if you were going to recommend, Chuck, if you were going to recommend general uh, exercises for a person 70 years of age or older, what would be your uh, easy to remember recommendation? Okay, First thing out of my mouth would go for a walk. Um, you know, in, in the... Uh, in that age group, it is crucial to work on strength training. So I love, you know, you're sitting in a chair, you stand up. Or like my father, I make him go up and down the stairs. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, I've often said, okay, milk jug halfway through, you know, fill mm-hmm. it up with enough water, but not too much. And then do 10 reps or some of some kind. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know that people will do that. Is there a trick to get people <laughs> to do strengthening that will get them right. to actually do it? You know, you find that level of opportunity. Uh, and that opportunity comes at different times for different people. For example, let's say you love to watch 60 Minutes and you watch that every Sunday night. Right. I'm going to have you put your weights right by your TV. And when you're watching your show at, at uh, the commercial breaks, you're going to do your arm lifts. And so there are opportunities to do that. Uh, for example, let's say I know your mailbox is just down the end of the road for you to get. You're gonna, I'm gonna build you up. I want you to go walk to get that mail. Right. So you know the human. Uh, if we can find ways to integrate things in, and you know like even things daily like r- yeah, routines. I don't want you parking close at High V mm-hmm. or Walmart. I want you parking at the end to make yourself walk. So the trick so to speak is to find a way to integrate that in and then second trick i like to do and like to set up is a routine i like to have a like okay at five o'clock rick you are doing your exercises you know shut off your phone 
no friends over. It's at five o'clock to five thirty. That's when you do it. And if I get it set up in your routine and that's your time, it gets done. Yeah, put it, put the alarm on and say, "Gotta go do this." If you can do it every day, um, one of the things that I'm trying to do is at least one mile every day walk. Period. Bottom line, at least one mile. Some days much more, but at least I, I walk to Cooks and back. Or I walk to the library and home and then back to the library and home again so that you get, I get that one mile uh, in. You know what part of my routine is? Taking a break a few times during this program. Oh, is that a routine yes. that you do? And I think we're going to take a break right now. Thank you for listening. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here, happy to welcome you. And we have two uh, distinguished medical professionals with us today. Be careful how you say that word, distinguished. I said it very carefully. <laughs> okay, we have Dr. Rick Holm, who all of you know, and many of you know Chuck McCulloch, who's a physical therapist with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. If you don't and you ever need physical therapy, he's the man to see. He Thank is you. something he's else. I really appreciate all the help he's given me over the years. Uh, before we go back to discussing uh, exercise and balance and how to get through life, there's another thing that's very important in getting through life, and that's the vaccines that are available to us today. And I bring it up because tomorrow night in Dr. Holmes' Prairie Doc radio program, he is going to have a program that did air originally November 22nd, so it's, it's re-airing tomorrow night, and his guests were uh, Dr. I can't Archie Chatterjee, who right. is a chair of the Department of Pediatrics at Sanford School of Medicine. And then your Skype guest is Julie Gerberding, a young lady who grew up right here in Brookings and became a star, a star yes. physician. She is something else. But now she she, she was what was she, she was the head of the CDC. CDC. Uh, and okay. now she's the executive vice president. Uh, and Chief patient, uh, patient Officer in Strategic Communications and Global Public Policy for Merck. What a name. Okay. I mean, I love these titles. The title yeah. goes on and on. I can remember when my dad was uh, named, uh, uh, I think, General Manager of Transportation. And he came home, and my mother was so thrilled. He said, Mary, it's a title. Just show me the money. Just show me the money. <laughs> he there was not is. interested in titles in the least. He just, <laughs> show me the money. So titles are fine, but beyond titles, Julie Gerberding is really quite a talented Something woman. Else. And, uh, you know, she Skyped in, uh, you know, so she's on camera, but the camera is her computer in her home. And it's really nice to have uh, so Julie. So it, it is a good program. And, and discussing vaccines, knowing about vaccines is very important. Yes. And uh, by the way, completely different topic, okay? I'm reading the book, um, How the Irish Saved the Civilization. Civilization. Well, they did, you know. <laughs> and I keep thinking about you and Ed. You know, I'm, I'm going, oh, my God, they're the, the descendants of the saving of the The people who saved civilization. So did, have you, you've read that book? Oh, of course. Because they did save civilization, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. Well, those uh, Vikings and all the crazy people that were tearing up Europe never quite made it to Ireland. You know, Ireland was uh, safe from a lot of what destroyed Rome, you know, what brought Rome down. Right. And the, the, the monasteries and the monks, uh, the Irish monks, 
quietly just kept writing and copying things that would have been lost had they not. Right. So neat. neat well, it's neat. a bit of tongue-in-cheek title, but anyone who's Irish is very happy with it. I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> it. <laughs> Good title. So back to vaccinations. Yes. I did write an essay about smallpox that was always, this has always intrigued me, that you know they actually would spread smallpox in a controlled way, trying to keep it from being this rampant, terrible disease, but to just put it in one spot in a controlled manner, it would kill 1% of the people who took it that way. Uh, if you got it by natural spread, and you know you weren't trying to prevent it, 30% of, of those people would die. So it was an advantage then, yes. what they were doing, but it wasn't the smartest thing because those 1% were not too happy. Well, yeah, when they died yeah. and they went, well, that didn't <laughs> it work. It didn't work for me. Uh, and the other uh, part of that is that while you're getting your immuno, immune, immune system all fired up, uh, you're spreading it. You know, you, 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 and you don't. And people at the time didn't know that they were spreading it by. Uh, they were just trying any means they could, as as you've said often. Medicine is not an exact science, so they were trying something. It worked sort of, but not completely. And then what happened? Well, then Jenner came down with the idea of uh, spreading uh, cowpox uh, across the population, which is a much milder disease, but it gave immunity against smallpox. Of course, that's different than big pox. You know what big pox is, is syphilis. Oh, that's not a good thing. No, yet. there's a big <laughs> pox. You know, that's what uh, a shanker is. Uh, and uh, those are mean, open ulcers that are sore than can be. There isn't a vaccine for syphilis, right? No, or but there's no. treatment. We there's have treatment. antibiotics. Okay. And syphilis is this treponema. It's this uh, little thing, if you look at it, it's much larger than bacteria under the microscope and other um, uh, quote-unquote bacteria. And it's a, it's a little screw. I mean, it's a little um, elongated uh, worm that's, uh, it's like you twisted the worm around a, um, a pole and then uh, took the pole away. And that's the shape of a treponema um, uh, of syphilis. But we diverge from our topic of vaccinations. But um, we can treat syphilis. But the best thing is to, is to be able to prevent uh, viral infections. And the way to prevent the viral infections, uh, because we don't have good antiviral pills like we do have for infect, uh, bacterial infection, is to, to let the body's immune system fight against that viral infection. And that's okay. what vaccinations are all about. You know what vodka means? Cow. I should, cow, because it came from the cowpox. Cow right. You know, many, much of our audience is uh, above 50. How's that? Mm -hmm. they're, they're a little older audience. What vaccines do you think older people still need to be concerned about for themselves? Well, you want to have the uh, pneumonia vaccine. And there are two of them. Um, there's the Prevnar, which is the, the one that has been around for the kids for a long time. And we had Pneumovax for the adults. Now Prevnar is available for adults, and it's probably more important than the Pneumovax. So Prevnar, uh, and then a month, I mean a year later, get the Pneumovax. 
the other uh, vaccine is the shingles vaccine. Uh, and uh, that is worth getting. And there's a new shingles vaccine that's better than the old one. So you want the new vaccine. And we've mentioned that before, because if you did get the old one even five years ago, you can get the new one. Yeah. And you probably would benefit from the new one. Right. 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 How about something like meningitis? Are we concerned about that for adults? Uh, Well, for for uh, for college age adults, uh, meningitis. The funny thing about meningitis is it hits uh, dorms. Uh, it army barracks. It seems to hit young people in their 18 to 25 year age, and and it does where they're when they're crowding in living a, in, in a close living proximity space. to each other. Yeah. And uh, and so kids will get meningitis. And the problem with meningitis is, it comes on gangbusters and then you're dead. Boom. I mean, it, it's just like, wait, I, I I could. There's some things we could do. Yeah, if we caught it early enough. That's the problem. Suddenly, you're dead. I mean, it's very, very dangerous infection. And so that's why all kids going to college, all kids going to Army, uh, well, the Army will take away your freedom to choose the, not you, to get the You won't have a choice. You will have it, right? <laughs> but every kid going to co- college or, or um, trade school or dorm living, really, all kids at 18 should get that meningitis vaccine. Chuck, do you have it? I mean, you're, this is not in the purview of the physical therapist, but you have a personal opinion, don't you? Get your vaccines. I, I, you know, I look at how much has changed since I was a kid in the seventies, you know, my, uh, my, uh, when, when chicken pox hit our little town, we all had to play with all the other kids to get sick. Yeah. I could avoid that. That was not yeah. fun. No, it was not <laughs> no. fun. And, you know, a percentage of people with chicken pox will, will go on to have severe disability and or die. Yeah. So. Plus, plus uh, you know, that whole thing can cause birth defects if you're pregnant. Now, I don't think you'll ever be pregnant. No, but it's interesting as, a, you know, I have a daughter and, you know, she's getting to that age where, you know, there's some other vaccines that we're going to, you know, she's got her annual physical. Got to get that annual physical. She has that coming up here. We're going to get everything uh, up to date on her vaccines. And in that group, there is a vaccination to prevent cervical cancer. Exactly. That's a, yeah. Head and neck cancer, too. I mean, you think about it. It is one of those deals where it is spread uh, uh, high. So you, we worry about uh, uh, the the uh, the viral infections that uh, can occur on the cervix uh, from uh, and it and it's really common uh, and so if you have if you're a young person out there having a sexual experience and that means you're a normal human being that uh, that's how it is that, uh, you get a risk you have a risk of getting a uh, infection uh, within the vagina or on the penis, and uh, the result is cancer occurs in in a percentage of those. So, um, so there is a vaccine now. There's a vaccine. It'll make a big difference. That's right. Right. Well, while you were talking, we had two callers coming with questions, but we are kind of overdue for our next break. We appreciate your calls, and I guarantee you, we'll respond to those right after these words. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening today. Dr. Rick Holm is here, and our guest in the studio is Chuck McCulloch, who's a physical therapist with the Avira Medical Group, Brookings. And leading the whole crowd is Joan Hogan, and above Joan is Bob. Bob. What about so Bob? So we appreciate Bob. Yes, Thank you, Bob. we always do. Hey, we had two questions that came in. One had to do with the shingles vaccine. The woman would like to know if the new shingles vaccine is available at the Brookings Clinic. I don't know. I know that when I called the clinic to get mine, this was a year or two ago, Yeah, it um, they said, just go to your pharmacy. And so the pharmacy had it. Right. But I think if you call the clinic, they'll let you know if they have it or you should go to your local right. pharmacy. Yeah. How's that? And you call a pharmacy too because they may not have it. I mean, it's one of those things that suddenly everybody wanted it. And then you're out. We didn't have enough. uh, You know, maybe they have it at Hollywood or, you know, in New York City, (laughs) but we don't have it in Brookings, South Dakota. Okay. Well, at least you know that you can call the clinic or your pharmacy and find out about the shingle shot. The second question had to do about cholesterol and how to lower your cholesterol. In this call, I would like to know if eating a boiled egg in the morning after your cereal will lower your cholesterol. So... The reason that you would want to lower your cholesterol is because of the presumption that lowering cholesterol prevents heart disease. Well, I have to say the bad news is it's a very minor actor in this whole scenario. Much more important is the value of an exercise program. And we'll go right to Chuck on that. Uh, But I will say this, that we know that eggs do not change your cholesterol and eggs do not raise your risk of heart attacks and they taste good and they're good for you they're probably the very best elemental protein that's out there so so if you i'll interrupt just for a second because these people like their questions answered and that was still a little the answer is cloudy it will it will it will not change your cholesterol and it will not increase your risk of heart disease so it's a good thing good thing but you wanted to lower your cholesterol don't eat it for that eat it for a good reason what you should do now is chuck's turn yeah it's so if you're looking at what you get your biggest bang for your buck exercise there you go you know (laughs) study after study shows that you know a regular exercise routine i mean you want to talk about cholesterol you talk about controlling your diabetes your your numbers and your diabetes um you know we have you know, when someone has, for example, they have a major back surgery, what's the first thing we have them do? We get up and walk. We exercise. It's a common theme, and we do know that, uh, you know, when you look at research on cholesterol and numbers and, yeah, regular exercise routine and pushing yourself. And like Dr. Holmes said, the challenge, you know, the balancing was a challenge. So maybe you got to challenge yourself to walk just a little bit more. Maybe maybe you go to that next mailbox for your next walk. You know, if, you, if you're going to say uh, – Uh, look at all the world's studies that show what you can do to live longer. The most powerful thing you can do is less calories. Uh, I didn't say lose weight. I just said less calories. And and so uh, get your calories at 1,500. You're going to need, if you're going to do that, a balanced diet. You need vegetables. You need uh, less fat probably to do that too. Okay, so less calories is one. The second would be connect with friends. Have uh, open heart interaction with people who are who caring. The third one is to have a spiritual sense, uh, that which is to uh, give up to a higher power, let go of, of certain things, uh, don't take on all the responsibility of the world, 
what you can make a difference in, okay, but there's so much you can't. The, but more important, I think, the most important of them all really comes down to the one thing that you really can do. And it helps depression, it helps bone strength, it helps mood and uh, intellect and prevents dementia better than any pill we have. Best heart, heart prevention, lung, lung disease prevention. Uh, it is exercise. Yeah. It is the answer. Now, find something you love and do it. I mean, there's so many great things that we can do. And we live in a great place here in this town. We have so many options. You can go for nice walks and get out to the bike trails. And this particularly this time yeah. of the year. This time of year is But great. even in the bad times of the year, you know, the big storms in the winter time, there are places to go. and, and uh, Even in your own home, you can do great things in your own home. So There it is. You know, since Chuck is here, I did want to mention the uh, – increase of orthopedic surgeons in Brookings and I know Chuck you could tell us about these gentlemen who have come in well um, at the uh, Vera medical group on the orthopedics uh, side we have two new orthopedic physicians dr. Michael Homo he's originally from Flandreau and uh, dr. Mark Mayer he's uh, coming to us from Michigan and uh, you know in our country we have we have more older Americans than any other time in our history and, uh, you know, we all want to have a really good quality of life. So things like a knee replacement, um, hip joint surgeries to help you stay active uh, has increased the need for their services to do surgeries and help out. Um, yes, uh, unfortunately, accidents happen. So if uh, someone falls and breaks a wrist, and they can take care of you here in, here in town, here in Brookings. So it's nice. But really quality surgeons. That's the wonderful thing. Isn't it great to yes. have? makes my job much easier as a physical therapist when the orthopedic doctor puts that plate in and that wrist just right perfectly in there <laughs> and then i get them working on their grip exercises and it works really well oh that's great and i i've already uh met both physicians you've had both of them in this yes. program haven't you yes, both dr homo and dr mayer and they both really impressed me they really seem well, I mean, uh, to be caring men, you know, part of it is they're it. orthopedic surgeons, but they care. And, and I'm not saying they don't. <laughs> no, that's not fair. But no, a no. lot of times uh, you often say you don't want a surgeon with a personality. Well, <laughs> it's OK if they don't have a personality as long as they're a good surgeon. These guys are both, I think. Right. They're really their, their goal is, uh, you know, when I work with them and I get to know their surgery, their goal is not to perform that knee replacement. The fastest ever the fastest it's ever been din done in history. It's quality work, you yes. know, get it done right, do it the quality work. And uh, I know um, that's much appreciated by us folks here in South Dakota. Well, and you know, I've, that's what, that's the word I've heard uh, uh, from the street as well as from within the, the nursing staff, which is meticulous, meticulous, meticulous surgeons, careful uh, and well-trained. So we're happy, we're very happy to have them here. Well, uh, maybe we need to talk a final word about vaccinations. Tell Joan. us about them. The show tomorrow night is this amazing show. Arcana Chatterjee is this eloquent uh, woman originally from India who is just lovely and smart as it can be and an infectious disease specialist and the head of the pediatrics department at uh, USD Sanford School of Medicine. Uh, and then with her by Skype is Julie Gerberding. What? Uh, 
what a powerhouse of intellect there. Uh, and then there's me in the corner, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really fine show. Be sure to catch it tomorrow night, South Dakota Public Television, 7 p.m. And we hope today all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. I'd like to thank Chuck McCulloch for joining us today. Good to have you with us, thank Chuck. Thank you for letting me come here. And don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you back. And thank you, Dr. Holm. Thank you, Joan and Chuck and Bob. And stay healthy out there, people. Mm-hmm.